Dinosaurs, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. Yep. We have returned. We have. How long has it been? Uh, early September. Holy cow. We need to have the table clear in order to record. We had a bunch of stuff on the table. Uh, basically because we got our shipment of wood bits for Westphalia. <laughs> there were a lot of wood bits. There were a lot of wood. Yeah, we, we a got lot. a lot of them. And rather than put them in the back room, because there wasn't really room in the back room left, we thought, well, we'll keep them in the living room, and we will get through all of them. And <laughs> oh, that, wow. that took... That took a long time. It took a while, several hours each day, because there are a lot of bits in it. And in fact, the bags we had weren't large enough. So we had to order new bags and then rebag stuff we had and put in the other wood bits and then pack them up in, in shipping boxes to send to California, to Blue Panther. But the shipping boxes got delegated to the dining room because there wasn't room in the living room. On top of this, during this whole period, uh, we've had issues with our driveway, which that really started. When did that start, Mary? Did they pull that up in March? In March or April, yeah. Maybe it took a long. I'm not sure. No, it wasn't February. It took a long time to get DTE out here. So what happened is they were putting in new, was it new gas lines? New gas lines, yeah. And so they had to tear up the sidewalk to do that. And, uh, and our grass uh, got torn up as, as a result. And that was left open for a long time. Mm-hmm. For a few months, there was, it was kind of cordoned off. And they finally came and they fixed it and put in new cement. When they put in new cement, took out the old cement, they, they had cracked our driveway. Uh, so there was a bit where water could seep in. And as they were taking some old concrete out, they're putting it in our grass. And they, they planted new grass seed right over the bits of concrete without any... Um, no, that's not what happened. They put soil out there, but it's not topsoil. It is loaded with rocks. And yeah. they did that all up and down the, the street. The rocks were from the concrete. No, they weren't. Rocks had nothing to do with the concrete. Wherever they got the um, soil from, it had rocks in it. Okay. So it it was like it was more clay than than loam. Um, it was it's bad, and that's all the way down the street. You when I go out for a walk, you can see all the way down the street the soil with the rocks in it. You can see the rocks. Um, sitting on top, just under the grass. See, I figured that was bits of concrete that had gone on the grass and they never no. picked up. No, no, no. Oh, it, it, it's, it goes right through that. However many inches of soil they put on there, it, um, it's all full of and rock. And I couldn't really mow the lawn because that would, that would ruin the lawnmower. Yeah, um, well, they, I, they were mowing the lawn next door and rocks were shooting all over the place. Yeah. Um, so we had to get in touch with DTE. DTE is the um, local utility company. I think it's probably clear from context, but in case you don't know, that's that's what we're talking about. And they had to, we had to get after them uh, several times over several months mm-hmm. for them to come, first of all, replace the grass they have. And there's actual topsoil there now without a bunch of rocks in it. Yeah, and they actually graded it this time. Because yeah. last time they just came and dumped it, and a tremendous amount of it went on the street went on the sidewalk every time it would rain 
it would just pour off. And mm. then they came to fix the concrete issue. So they came to do it, but what they did is they took out a completely different. So we well, had that a, particular one that was uneven, and every time the car would go yes. over it, you thump over the piece of sidewalk. So that's, that's why they replaced that piece of sidewalk. Yeah. But they didn't bother to do the driveway. They simply plowed again, and they were going to take out that same block again. And I was like, no, no, okay, you, you fixed that. We need you to fix the driveway. And so uh, finally, like last week, they finally put in a new driveway block. And you've been working on... You can't do podcasts or the videos with that kind of noise going on. This might surprise people, but we, we actually do try to do our videos when there's a minimal amount of noise outside. It does <laughs> We've gone out to do a video when it's quiet, and then a whole bunch of people will start mowing their lawns. Or the planes will switch, because they have various directions that they come in at various times of the day, of course. So we're out there, and then all of a sudden, the, the planes start coming over. Or the midday train goes by at a different time than it should have. So, yeah. This reminds me of when... Um... Those are things... We were shooting a movie, and we were shooting at our friend David's house. He's right by the airport. He's right by the airport. I mean, right by the airport. We basically had, like, two or three-minute windows between planes where yeah. we could shoot. So so we cut a lot of the dialogue from the script. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's, what do we really need to say here? Can we say it in two to three minutes? I think one problem is that a lot of our scripts were more dialogue oriented they were very dialogue heavy <laughs> you're you're really into plays oh that's not with nice and tremendous amount of dialogue so uh, i like sparse dialogue you like it to be dialogue heavy the last one we did we wrote together mm -hmm. and it was a mix i mean it had some some dialogue that i i think is, is still still amuses me anyway it's not just talky, 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 talky. My, my first couple films I did before you came into my life, and to a degree the first one we did together, everyone kind of sounded like me, which was a problem. I've only seen the one. That's okay. You don't I never saw see, the other one. You don't need to see the other one. It wasn't, it wasn't good. My, 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 like my very, very, very first one, uh, which I did in high school as my, my like senior project, I shot it in black and white, so it was way too pretentious. And, and the main character, um, the main character was dead. He, he, he had committed suicide and his, his friends were trying to figure out why did he commit suicide they were they would be talking about it and then he'd show up and it'd be a flashback but it was like in the middle of the scene whoa it was terrible it was really terrible and the best thing to come out of it is um someone did a parody of it in the in, in one of the other video classes <laughs> so, <laughs> the spoof of it which uh you see, I like black and white. Oh, no, I I, love... I used to shoot in black and white all the time. Mm -hmm. But most people, they don't understand black and white. I know I didn't at that time. I'm sure you didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, my first television set was a black and white television set. The one I had uh, personally in my room was a black and white television set. And so a lot of st stuff, like the first time I saw Godfather, I saw it in black and white. Which it really works in black. I mean, it works better in color, but it really works in black and white. Yeah, I used to watch everything in black and white in my room. Because I always got the the old 
TVs that nobody wanted. So I, I didn't use black and white artistically. I used it pretentiously. The decision to film in black and white was more because this is important. <laughs> this is deep. And it it wasn't either of those things. But, you know, I was I was 18 maybe and really full of something. And I wanted to put it on the screen and... There certainly was something on, on that screen, but... I'm sure it was better than that horrible play that we went to. <laughs> One right after Daryl's. Daryl's oh, play was okay. Uh-huh. It was the one after. The one after was terrible. It was terrible, and you were crying, and I was so upset because I couldn't understand what was wrong with me. I hated it. It was so bad, and everybody loved it. And Tom was actually crying, and I thought, there is legitimately something wrong with me because I find this thing atrocious and then Tom told me afterwards he couldn't stand it so he was just it was so bad and he had to sit through it it was so bad I started crying yeah you started crying though I mean I think you knew before like after after it because there was a QA and a immediately after it I was not you asked legitimate questions I asked legitimate questions but I also was more of a I have more of a comment than a question kind of guy my comment was this all sucked. It was <laughs> You didn't terrible. actually say that. I mean, I came pretty close. Everyone else was mad at me. Yes, everybody was mad at you. I've, I've done a lot of character growth since then. But it yeah. was, I, to explain how bad it is, um, it basically was no exit in that all the characters were dead and were in hell, and the hell was being with each other, but all of them also were representative of, of a social problem that the author, author felt, didn't understand at all. Did not understand not, at not all. Not a single one of them. Yeah. And felt that all the problems were really the same problem. And all, and all could be solved the same way. Um, so there was drug abuse. So someone died from drugs. Someone died from, from AIDS. And someone's daughter was killed in a car accident. And the line I remember from it was the bit with the the daughter who got killed in the car mm-hmm. accident. And the mother. The mother, yeah. Uh, the character's name was, was Sarah, I think. Oh my god, do you remember the name? No, I, because I remember the line, oh. the dialogue. The, char- the character says, These are the arms that hugged Sarah. These are the hands that baked her cookies. And it was not profound. See, I remember the line, but I don't remember Sarah being they, it. They thought it was so like deep and emotional. And everyone else in the audience was like, <gasps> And it was like, that's so ridiculous. It's so bad. And because it, it was a double feature. It was a student uh, theater double feature where our, our friend Daryl had written and directed the first one. There were one-act plays. His one-act play was maybe 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That was about right. Yeah. Hers was like an hour. Oh, it just was interminable. Oh, it just oh my God. I wanted out of there so bad. God. I probably was about as bad as, as my student film. <sighs> You know. Well, that's what reminded me of it. Yeah. Because your character was dead and yeah, was full of angst and whatever was, else. Uh, yeah. And, was, and, uh, and one thing I remember about that play is that the woman didn't seem to understand any of the issues that she brought up in the play. You know, part of the problem is when you're a young person and you're trying, you have this, this energy, you want to create, you want to say something, you don't know what you want to say, you don't have enough experience to say something, you end up with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was that was my problem for a long time. I mean, really, I'm glad I didn't really get into games, find the the form that I was good at until I was in my like late twenties, early thirties. Because by then, I had enough life experience. Life had beaten me up enough that I understood things 
that I wouldn't have understood when I was 20. So Mary has stepped away for a moment. So while she stepped away, I'm going to sip some of her water. And we're going to see if when she gets back, if she notices that I've had some of her water. This is a running gag that uh, never has diminishing returns and is always entertaining. You know, see the other thing about Daryl's play, Mary, it is that it at least has some sense of style in, in the dialogue, the pattern of it, yeah. and the other one's completely artless. Yeah. Like it, there was nothing, there was no beat, no no pizzazz to it. Yeah. She noticed. I'll, I'll get you some more, Mary. I'm getting it. I'm standing here. I'll, I'll get glass, it for you. With a glass in my hand. Why do you have another glass? Because that's kind of dirty. It's because I drink out of it. No. Because I have germs. I see how it is. No, I think I've been using it since yesterday. Mary's afraid that I have cooties. Oh, my God. I don't have cooties, Mary. Oh, my God, Tom. If, if I do, you already got it. Yeah, so another reason why it's been a while since we did a podcast is the last time we did a podcast was when we released District Commander Maracas. We haven't released a new game yet until we're going to be now, so better get a podcast out. Um, Escape from Hades. Woohoo! We're very excited about that. We've been working on that for a very long time. We started talking with Fred and Herman, Fred Manzo, the designer, and Herman Lemon, the developer, about that, and very early 2017 and we've been working on the art since last year so started work on the art with Will Alhambra summer or fall of 2018 and that got done this year which was a lot of art and then we went through the proofreading process where we've been through several iterations of proofreading with Fred and Herman uh, making corrections because they're, they're very detail oriented and it's really a pleasure to work with well, they want it to be the best it can be. Yeah, which is what we want as well. Absolutely. So, uh, we're excited to finally, finally, finally be getting that out into the world. It's our first science fiction game, I think. Yes! Yeah, Mary's Science fiction! Yeah, I think Mary's especially excited about that. So, um, we'll see how it does. I think we'll do pretty well. People seem really excited about it, and that's always a good sign. Well, uh, it was nice taking a break from our, our work and our worries to yak at y'all, and now we're going to get back to it. Dinosaurs, everybody.